The question of whether or not vaccine mandates go against human rights is something that people have been talking about for a while. But now, in the COVID-19 pandemic, that is being brought forward to the front and center. As vaccine mandates continue throughout the country, we're chatting with the Manitoba Human Rights Commission Acting Executive Director Karen Sharma about this question. Thank you. So, yeah, I wanted to talk to you today about something that I know is getting a a lot of attention in the States and people are talking a little bit about it here, especially with our uh, vaccine uh, card system. Um, A lot of people are talking about the idea of a uh, religious exemption when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. Is this something that has been in discussion in uh, your committees? Um, you know, absolutely. The the notion of um, what kind of reasonable accommodations uh, can and should be provided to individuals on the basis of a religious belief is um, something we've discussed in at the commission for for many years because it's fairly well established under human rights law that. Um, individuals are protected from discrimination on the basis of religious beliefs, and that includes uh, responsibilities by employers, service providers, um, landlords, to ensure that they're reasonably accommodating a person's uh, needs uh, as they arise from a religious belief. So it's certainly a topic of, of conversation, yes. No, I, I saw you I was recently-ish, you put out a bit of a report talking about uh, when Manitoba put out these vaccine QR codes along with the different kinds of things that people who can prove they have these codes and are fully vaccinated can do. Um, but can we talk a little bit about uh, that and about um, uh, in there, there was uh, a, a chunk of text talking about um, a choice and about uh, persecution and whether or not be uh, choosing not to get the vaccine would be something that um, uh, resulting, well, basically, you know, the idea that uh, we don't have, if you don't have the vaccine and you don't have proof of the vaccine, you can't go to these places, uh, but that isn't considered in uh, the commission's opinion, persecution. Can we talk a little bit about that? Sure. So maybe I'll start from the beginning and say that um, generally the commission recognizes that COVID-19 vaccines are um, an important part of protecting uh, Manitobans against uh, this particular illness um, and in particular important to protecting uh, Manitobans that may experience um, various forms of inequity. Uh, may be marginalized, may uh, have disabilities that place them at heightened risk for acquiring COVID or having severe outcomes related to COVID. And we also know that um, uh, certain individuals on the basis of age, like in particular children, may not be able to get vaccinated. So, uh, you know, from an equity lens, COVID-19 vaccines are important. Um, But on the other hand, we also know that there are some individuals who can't be vaccinated for reasons related to um, uh, something, you know, integral to their identity uh, and for equity reasons. So that could be uh, that they have a medical condition that uh, limits their ability to get vaccinated. And it could also be uh, individuals who, um, for reasons related to a religious belief, um, cannot be vaccinated. 
and don't believe in, in practices related to vaccination. So we really do uh, advocate, given that um, mandatory vaccination requirements can arise in discrimination uh, for those communities, that um, we be cautious about mandatory vaccination policies, only use uh, them where all other less intrusive methods have, um, you know, been considered but would prove inadequate for protecting the, the health and safety of uh, individuals in that particular setting or context. Um, and even still, we think about making sure we're reasonably accommodating the needs of those who cannot be vaccinated for some re- reason that relates to um you know, an aspect of their identity or or relates to, uh, in some way, their human rights. Now, having said that, um, human rights law is all about protecting people from discrimination on the basis of what we, you know, of these things that relate to a person's identity, what we in legal terms call protected characteristics. Uh, So there are things like disability, uh, race, age, sex, uh, things people have experienced historical disadvantage on the basis of in the past. Um, So individuals who, you know, maybe are uh, cautious about vaccines, are, you know, hesitant about being vaccinated for reasons related to personal choice, doesn't rise to the level of being a human rights issue. So uh, the position of commissions sort of across Canada is that is not an issue that... um, entitles someone to human rights protection. But if uh, a person cannot be vaccinated for reasons related to a religious belief or a disability, that does fall into the realm of human rights. So that means that uh, employers, service providers, which includes a rate, any, you know, person uh, or, or organization that's providing a, a service that's available to the public, has to make sure that they're respecting the rights of those um, uh, individuals when developing mandatory vaccination policies and implementing those policies. Yeah. So in instances where someone says, hey, for religious reasons, I'm not getting the vaccine, but uh, where I work, for example, uh, I, they, they're acquiring it. So in that particular situation, um, other kind of accommodations would be something that you'd be asking for? Yeah, under the law, then those individuals would be entitled to um, to reasonable accommodation to the point of what we call undue hardship, which means that uh, if it would present excessive costs or excessive safety risks, it may not be possible to provide accommodation, but employers, service providers, et cetera, have to explore accommodations up until that point and offer reasonable accommodations to those individuals. So, you know, we talk about things like you know, in employment situations, can you provide um, additional per- personal protective equipment? Can you think of work from home arrangements? Are there things that you can do to balance the safety of everybody in that workplace with the rights of, of somebody, um, you know, to continue to access employment, et cetera, uh, without experiencing discrimination. So there's some bal- a balancing act that has to happen there. And uh, we really encourage employers and service providers to, to look at all the options for accommodation before just out and out, uh, you know, saying that they 
they have to end employment or not be able to return somebody to the workplace, for example. So really important to explore all accommodation options. Uh, what about other instances, you know, not work-related, but things like uh, going to a restaurant or um, going to a hockey game or a gym, things like that? Would that encompass that or is that something different? Yeah, under the Human Rights Code, uh, there still is an obligation to think about reasonable accommodation. Um, but we do have to balance the fact that this law uh, and, you know, people, employers, service providers, still have to act in accordance with other laws when they're implementing the Human Rights Code. So right now, under a public health order, which is another law, um, you know, service providers like restaurants, gyms, are required to uh, implement certain mandatory vaccination requirements. And that's because, um, you know, from, from what I understand, public health officials have deemed those settings to be um, of sufficient risk that that kind of policy is required. So in that case, I think it's really important, um, you know, that if employer or service providers, I should say, are, are exploring accommodation options, that they think about how they can do that while respecting those public health orders, because uh, in those instances, you know, public health has said that there's sufficient risk involved that we have to have these additional measures in place. Uh, so they might look at things like um, takeout options, curbside delivery, other means, you know, providing virtual um, options for service, other means of providing service delivery that still allows them to respect the attendant safety risks that have been set out by public health while offering service to individuals. Yeah, and like with both of these kinds of things going on in mind, uh, yesterday, of course, it was announced that there was going to be a medical exemption for the vaccine that would allow people to do uh, these kinds of things. Uh, when it comes to religious exemptions for the vaccine, is that something that could be happening in Manitoba? Uh, well, I would say that under the Human Rights Code, employers, service providers have an obligation, they have a duty to think about reasonable accommodation of religious beliefs. Uh, whether that's something that's placed in, in the public health orders, I can't speak to. It would probably be best. Uh, that would be a, a good question for our public health officials. But certainly under the Human Rights Code, uh, they do have an obligation to consider accommodation and making sure that they're respecting the rights of individuals on the basis of their religious beliefs um, and engaging in a process around, around that. Um, uh, so, you know, thinking about uh, accepting requests from individuals, how they're going to assess them, how they're going to do, going to accommodate people's needs. Uh, but of course, um, you know, you're quite right that there are very uh, structured processes set out in the public health orders around medical exemptions. That process doesn't um, doesn't currently stand in the public health order uh, around religious exemptions or other kinds of uh, exemptions related to human rights. Uh, issues. So it would really be up to those organizations to think about how they can ensure they're respecting the the rules set out in the public health orders while also accommodating people's human rights needs. Thanks. 
Uh, I know when it comes to this particular topic, there's a lot of eye rolling at uh, each other. So different groups are, you know, butting heads about the, the this kind of topic. Uh, how, you know, as Manitoba as a whole, can we make sure on all sides of this opinion and whether or not someone wants to get vaccinated or not for various reasons that we're mm-hmm. respecting each other? That's a great question, and it's something that we struggle with at the Commission quite a bit because we're seeing um, division and uh, and um, a lot of passionate feelings in, uh, on, on both sides of uh, or on all sides of this particular issue, and um, we're really nervous about the, the potential for um, entrenched divisions to uh, to arise or, or take hold within our communities. I think it's really important for um, Manitobans to remember that individuals who are not vaccinated are a diverse group of individuals who are not vaccinated for a whole variety of reasons. Some of that might be hesitancy uh, or concerns related to vaccination. Some of that might be for reasons related to a, a human rights issue like uh, individuals who can't access vaccination um, because of a disability, individuals who perhaps um, have a, a religious belief or other belief that limits their ability to be vaccinated, and then a whole host of, of individuals who just experience barriers in accessing vaccine, maybe for reasons related to uh, immigration status, maybe for reasons related to uh, poverty circumstances. So it's important to remember the diversity of of this community and to also understand that we're in an unprecedented time where Manitobans are being asked to do things that they've on a scale that we've never had to do before. And so we should really be trying to uh, approach one another with with empathy and understanding so as not to to sow seeds of, of division. And the last thing I would say on this issue is um, we have heard from uh, from individuals and communities who uh, are hesitant about being vaccinated for reasons that relate to um, histories uh, and ongoing histories of, of oppression, either really negative uh, histories of interactions with the medical system uh, or, or, you know, a mistrust of of government institutions, and I think we have to understand that those histories are um, are legitimate, and those feelings of uh, of you know mistrust and doubt are understandable, and start to find ways of of bridging those divides uh, and reconciling those those experiences and histories uh, without again sowing seeds of of uh, distrust or, or division.